Guys, I want to take a second before we start today to offer up uh, thoughts and prayers for James White from New England, his family, uh, for what he's going through. Obviously, he's had some tremendous losses and a tough battle. Um, our hearts are with him today. Uh, there's a lot of players that have voiced the same thing. I want to make sure we got that out there. Um, in terms of the Niners, obviously, we're playing one of the great historical franchises in the National Football League. This is a team that, you know, obviously dominated through the 1980s, have had continued success throughout. Uh, they've had success in the 90s as well as the 2000s. They play a very explosive brand of football. Kyle does a tremendous job offensively really building this team to expose your weaknesses. Uh, it's one of those deals you watch Kyle's games, you can tell right away what he thinks about a team based on how he game plans and goes at you early in the game. This is a fast start team that doesn't wait to start putting points on the board. They're very explosive off the bat, scoring on the first drives. They do a tremendous job of that. Their running game sets up the play action passes and the explosive passes down the field. But really, it all starts with the run with these guys, and they do a tremendous job of that. Defensively, this is a very talented group. They do what they do. They do it extremely well. They get after you. They call it aggressively. And they pose a lot of threats and problems for anybody they play. We'll have our hands full with them this week. And special teams, this is a unit that really starts with you know, some of the best specialists in the NFL with good experienced returners. They have a physical core made up of linebackers and some offensive players, but they have explosive penetrators at the gunners that also help on their kickoff. So, you know, this team right here on their kicking units, they do a tremendous job of setting field position, starting with the specialists, finishing through their core players. They're very well coached with Hightower, who worked with TMAC uh, back a few years ago. So they're very familiar with our schemes and systems. This will be a very good game for us in terms of who we have to match up against. And uh, we'll spend all day today, tomorrow, and Friday getting our players ready on the grass for it. That being said, open up questions for anyone right now. You've uh, come out and said that the MetLife Stadium turf has been fine with your guys. Just having heard the 49ers' complaints, did you take a second look at it? And what has the NFL uh, said to you in, in terms of the field conditions? I've had no conversations with the NFL period on the field. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them take care of that. We've been fine with it. Hey, Joe, this is Matt Mayoko at NBC Sports, uh, San Francisco. Um, your time with Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know if Jimmy's going to play this week, but what, what was your relationship with him while in New England? How well did you get to know him? And just what did you think about his approach to the game and, you know, in that situation and learning as much as he could for the opportunity when it, when it arose? Yeah, Jimmy's a tough dude, man. I'll tell you what, you know, one thing that stuck out to me about Jimmy early on was he never backed down from any competition. You know, he's a guy, it didn't matter what room he was in, who he's competing with. Jimmy was always trying to get on the field to make an impact. Uh, he's a guy that obviously I was there for a couple of young years with him where he was really learning and developing. He was running the practice squad. He was getting minimal reps with our ones on offense, but he was always preparing himself and doing extra. You know, 2016, we started the year out with him. I'd say there was a very high confidence level in Jimmy. He's a really good player. He's got a tremendous arm. He can make all the throws. He can beat you with his legs. He's very mobile. He's tough, man. He's got those older brothers who would always show up at the game, you know, the typical Midwest meathead family. Uh, they were always a lot of fun to have around. Um, but I, I just say, you know, look, Jimmy's a dude that, you know, he was one of the guys. And I'd say that, you know, you'd see him around the offensive line a lot. The defense would gravitate to him a lot. He was very popular in the locker room. He was a guy that when he stepped in a the huddle, there was an immediate confidence around him. Uh, it's no surprise the success he's had in San Francisco. I think a whole lot of Jimmy. Uh, Jerry Shaplinski's had a lot of experience working directly with Jimmy and his development throughout his career. Obviously, Kyle's done a phenomenal job with him. And again, there's no surprise the success he's had. Uh, he's got a lot of talent, but he's got a lot of gusto to him as well in the way he plays.
question for you. How has the 49ers defensive scheme kind of evolved over the last three years in, in particular? How is, has the defense created any type of identity in regards to their coverages or anything? Well, I'd say, you know, we've been more focused on, you know, recently through 2019 and this year based mostly off their personnel and who they're, how they're using it. Um, I'd say the identity to us with those guys and the way Robert sets it up is it's, it's a do-what-they-do deal, but they do it really, really well. They know all the coverage beaters you're going to try and run on them. They know how you're going to try to go ahead and get at their front in terms of scheming up the run game. They're a very good penetrating front. Really, it all starts up front with these guys. They're very disruptive. This is a turnover team. This is a penetration team. This is a pressure on your quarterback team. It gives opportunities to the secondary on the back end. The linebackers are, are extremely fast. You know, these guys can really move and flow behind that front in front of them. They're very good in the pass game. They're very effective in the run game. They don't give up explosive plays. That's the biggest thing is this team makes you commit to being a disciplined team and execute down the field play after play after play. You watch them. They do a great job of just sitting back, letting you check the ball down, and then tackling the ball in front of them. You know, this is a tough opponent. You know, you really watch their identity. I'd say their identity is how they fly around on tape and how they stand out with the physicality they play with. The 49ers use a lot of their fullback use check um, on various plays, including the 21 personnel. I'm just kind of wondering, what do you see from him? What does he bring to that running game and, and just, you know, the passing game too, because he's also involved in there. Yeah, I think the first thing you can't forget about with Kyle is this guy's a really good receiver. You know, he's got the ability as a fullback, plays more like a tight end as far as how he can stretch it down the field vertically. You put the ball in his hands in the flat or on a check down, he has the ability to have some run after catch and get vertical. I think one of the things I noticed about Kyle early when he was in Baltimore, you know, this guy was a key player in the kicking game, and he was a space player. A lot of fullbacks don't translate to the kicking game that well because they're more straight-line thumpers, whereas Kyle really had a different dynamic to him in that I thought he always moved in the kicking game more like a linebacker with athleticism and the ability to redirect in short space. You know, the more he grew on offense, he obviously has that tough mentality of a fullback to be a good lead blocker. That presents a lot of problems in terms of getting lead schemes up on your backers or wham blocks on your front. But I'd say when he has the ball in his hand, he's a threat as well. You can't fall asleep on him with, for handoffs, but really in the passing game is where he really shows up. And if I may follow up just on that real quick, given the injuries the 49ers have at the running back spot, I mean, is, is this a guy who can basically take up that load and be just as effective? You know, I don't know exactly what they'll do, Patty. I know they have a lot of talent on that roster. Both in practice squad players are going to elevate, all right, as long with having other players on the roster currently. But he's definitely a player that could carry the ball, and we have to account for him in there. Yes. Thank you. Tom Rock. Well, you got Devontae Freeman. What do you think? Yeah, we're excited to get him on the grass today, start working with him right there. I mean, we just got him in the building. So today will be a day of trying to catch him up and build him into the game plan. Obviously, he has a lot to learn going into Sunday. Uh, but we're going to do our best to get him ready for Sunday if we can do that. Do you think he has a lot left? You know, his, his numbers haven't, haven't been uh, as high as they were the last few years. He had a good workout for us yesterday. We've watched his tape from the past few years. Obviously, we all have familiarity. Jerome Henderson was in Atlanta with him. You know, really spoke highly on the character he brings to the team, the kind of teammate he is in the locker room. Uh, I think he's got some juice left in the tank. We'll give him the opportunity to prove that. Okay. Hey, Joe, one thing I want to just clean up from Sunday, obviously Saquon's knee injury with all the attention, but is his hand, wrist, arm, whatever that was, that okay? You know, I've heard nothing on that. Obviously, he took a shot to the arm on there, Dan. Um, you know, I've heard nothing more on that. He was back in the game pretty quickly, kind of shook it off. Um, but I, don't, I really haven't focused much on the arm right there.
Yeah, no, just making sure. And then, um, you know, with Shepard going on IR, I know that that three-week rule is is new because of COVID this year. But as a coach, how do you feel about that as a rule, you know, hopefully probably going forward? I'm assuming you'd appreciate that. Yeah, I'm all in favor of it. You know, I think we want all of our players to play as much as they can. I'm sure other coaches in the league feel the same way. Um, you know, the way the circumstances have happened out this year with the IR situation of getting players back. You know, look, I think everybody, it's in the best interest to have players playing. You know, fans want to see players play. I'm sure owners want to see players out there that they're paying playing, and coaches want to see guys on the field. So I'm all in favor of it personally. Thanks, Jeff. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe. Um, have you felt the need to have any conversation with Daniel Jones after the loss of Saquon Barkley to tell him, look, there might be a narrative out there that it's all on you now, but it's not all on you, or do you think it is all on Daniel? No, I'll tell you what. First off, I had a conversation with every one of our players that it's not all on any single player. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a job to do. And we all just have to do our job a little bit better and eliminate mistakes that put us behind early in the game. Um, but I've, I talk to Daniel on a daily basis. You know, the one thing I'll tell you about him is he comes to work every day with the right approach, the right mentality. I know he's putting himself in position to do everything he can to help the team. He just has to be himself um, and do what he has to do. Everyone else has to play their best as well. Is Devontae going to be ready to roll this Sunday? And how do you envision your backfield shaping up with Dion and him together? You know what? At this point, we got to get him on the field today, Matt, and really kind of see where he's at. We had a brief workout with him yesterday. You know, obviously there's a difference in, you know, working out shape and then playing shape. We'll have to see where he is physically. And then we got to see mentally how he is with all the things we're putting in this week. And we just want to make sure we put him in a position where he can be successful. We don't want to throw him out there, Matt, and have him not be prepared because of lack of time. But we're going to do everything we can to catch him up. The running back position, how much in general is it easier to get guys ready at least? I mean, it would seem like at least you could use him in a specified role at that position. Yeah, I'd say anybody you bring in in this kind of situation who's new to your program, you bring them in midweek, you've got to focus in on what they're going to do in that direct game plan. You can't try and give them the entire playbook at once. you got to make sure that they understand the basics of the language and that they understand what their role in that game is. And that's what we're going to focus on right now with him, just try and get him ready for whatever role we'd have for Sunday. Um, you know, look, as much as he can you know, carry, whatever kind of load that'll be based on this short week of getting him caught up, We'll obviously try and put it on his plate, but we don't want to overload him too much. That it slows him down. And what, what do you lose without Sterling, and, and how do you sort of fill that role? I'd just say, you know, obviously Sterling's going to do everything he can to get healthy and get back. He's a tough dude. I got a lot of respect for him, the way he tried to go in the other day, early in the second half, playing through pain. You know, we've got good players on the roster. We have confidence in those players. Everybody has to come out and execute. We have to put them in the right positions as coaches to make sure they can make plays. But I'm looking forward to when we get Sterling back out there and working with the team. He's definitely a guy that brings a lot of juice on the grass at practice, and he's got to compete 100% for us in the games. Hey, Joe, uh, just to jump off that last question, um, obviously with, with Sterling out, that means guys like Damian Ratley and C.J. Board are going to move up a little bit. I, what, what, do you, what do you like about uh, their skill sets and what they kind of bring to the table that's different than what uh, the other guys do? Yeah, I think they're both different than Sterling. Everyone has their own individual tool sets, but these guys both have you know, decent length and a lot of speed. And that's the first thing that really steps out there right there. Damien was new to our program a couple weeks ago. He's made a lot of you know improvement these last couple weeks, stepping up for us, making plays in practice, gives a lot of confidence, put him in the game. And CJ's had production as we've worked. You know, I would hope that would improve based on you know how he's picked up on the offense, what he's been able to do. He's also had some impact for us in the kicking game. So both those guys have contributed already. And then how helpful is it having somebody like Evan who can obviously go out in the slot and you know you can use him in creative ways to, to fill the kind of the void a little bit with Sterling out? Yeah, I think we've got to use all of our weapons, whether it's running backs, tight ends, receivers, you know, and that's any game plan regardless of who's up and who's not. 
So, you know, Jason's got to, you know, put some ways to get Evan out there and get him the ball. Uh, but they're working hard on that right now. We want to be creative, but at the same time, we've got to make sure that we're playing within our offense and we're not trying to just invent something for the sake of doing it. Thanks, Joe. Hey, Coach, you're facing a team this week where you're not 100% sure which quarterback is go is going to play. Uh, does that complicate your preparation? And just thoughts on Mullins if uh, if the 49ers have to go to him. Yeah, I think first off on Mullins, one thing he does an extremely good job of is you can spread the field out with him. He gets the ball out of his hand extremely fast. So he's a guy that you know, kind of turns two, as we say. You know, Ball hits his hand, ball's coming out and he's getting to the receiver. So he has very good anticipation. He does a good job pre-snap, really reading the defense, you know, knowing where his receivers are going to be. Uh, and he's a tough, gritty dude. He obviously had some success for them in the past when he's had to play. You know, as far as whether it's Jimmy or Mullins, to be honest with you, you have to have a little bit of a plan for both um, because what they may do may be dictated based on who's at the game. So these are conversations that we're having with coaches uh, that we're putting a plan together for the players. And you want to kind of get it to them in basic increments that you're not, you know, double installing everything all at once for the players. Last question here, Tom Rock. Joe, how important was it to bring somebody in uh, like like uh, Devante just just to show inside the building and out that you know with Saquon down, you, you're not kind of raising the white flag on the season. Yeah, we're not going to raise the white flag on anything. Um, our guys are going to fight straight on through. We've got a job to do. We come in here every day, regardless of the circumstance or outcome of the previous game. Our job is to get ready to go out there and put the best product on the field we can on a weekly basis. So there's no white flag here. We're going out there to fight every week. Uh, in terms of Devontae specifically, it was important for us to just add a player, all right, who gave us some ability in the backfield to add to our backfield already. We have a lot of confidence in Wayne and Dion, um, and we're going to get Devontae caught up as fast as we can and get him rolling.